Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside the Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast. It's late Wednesday. This is going to publish in the morning. This is the type of life that we live, Josh. You and I are procrastinators, or maybe I am. Maybe it's me, kind of, but we've been so busy um, as we have been, it seems like, talking about COVID every single week, and finally, we're kind of coming out of that a little bit, uh, at least up here in my neck of the woods. I don't know what you hipsters in Austin, Texas are up to, if things are kind of kind of reverting back to normalcy, or if things are still kind of crazy for you. Are bars open in Austin? They are. I think they're at maybe 50 or 75% at this point. I think we're in like I don't know how many phases out of the um, opening up plan it is, but I think we're in three phase three or four. But we're also at like record number of, of COVID-19 cases. So I don't really know how that all works. But hey, as long as you know how it open, works, you know, how there's increased testing. And that's why the numbers are going up. And the media is like, oh, my God, protests led to new COVID cases two days after. the. Come on, people, settle yeah. down. Settle down. The only thing instant that came from these protests was what we're going to talk about pretty much today. And you can't like if you classify the word like instant or yeah, just look up the word instant in the dictionary. You're going to see this dude who was the CEO of CrossFit be like, oh, fuck, I made a mistake. I quit. I'm done. I'm done. Josh, would you have done what he did? Not, I'm not talking about quitting. Would you have said and tweeted what he what he did? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was literally I mean. The and it's not this isn't funny, I guess this isn't a funny topic, but I mean, I think it's one of those things that, um, regardless if it was an ill timed, weird joke, whatever he was trying to say, it was wrong. It was just the way it kind of came off like he was very upset of like the quarantine, coronavirus, all this stuff that was going on. Obviously, his business in CrossFit was struggling immensely. All all gym businesses were struggling immensely. And then all of a sudden, I think one of the like organizations, health organizations, I can't remember which one, but basically said that uh, racism is a public health um, issue. Mm. And he said some off the cuff type of uh, response to it and kind of called it Floyd 19. Which yeah. it's it's not a funny joke, it's not, you know, whatever. But regardless of what he was trying to accomplish, um, what was really, I think, wrong about all this was like people came out, uh, people in his community, you know, high end CrossFitters, gym owners, whatever, and, and basically gave him a chance to kind of explain a little bit more. Right. And, and I think that he buried the foot further in his mouth um, with some conversations, I think, around. Um, the death of, of uh, Mr. Floyd and, and things of that nature, like just kind of making it a little bit more worse than he, you know, could have uh, got himself a little bit out of it, I guess, a little bit. Or I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't followed along as close as I probably should have, but it has been like a whirlwind of activity in that world. And it's, and it's a world that I was in um, five, six years ago. I was really into CrossFit um, when I was in Denver, but um since then, I haven't followed it as close as I should have. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just because our president can tweet whatever the hell he wants doesn't mean if you're, you know, a, a leader. But, you know, here's – and you mentioned something actually before we came on that I didn't know. He stepped down as CEO, but he's still the owner of the, of the brand. Yeah. I mean, do, yeah, do, do, pe- do I mean, people know that? Um, I would assume so. I mean, I think um, there's going to need to be something past that point because I think anybody that's – upset about it now doesn't want to support ultimately if, if it's a trickle down that he's going to get paid for it regardless, regardless if he has a, a 
a legitimate voice, a legitimate title in CrossFit or not, right. if he still is the owner of CrossFit, people are still going to be uh, having the same stance. I don't, I don't think they're going to change all of a sudden just because he quote unquote retired. Right. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, a big backlash came from it too, like quickly. And I yeah. think the biggest thing was, I mean, Reebok pulled out. That's, that's, I mean, Reebok is, Reebok's been through this weird phase in terms of just generalized sports apparel and equipment, you know, because they had, um, once upon a time, some big name athletes as it came to basketball. I believe they had Shaq back when Shaq was a big time stud. Um, but then they kind of went away from basketball and then sort of became like the hockey, the hockey apparel, the hockey gear, which, I mean, if you don't watch hockey and I don't, I just happen to know that, um, you know, but then when it comes to the fitness realm, really, if you think about fitness in general, bodybuilding, CrossFit, um, whatever you, you essentially yoga is owned by Lululemon. I mean, that's, or at least that's the main brand there. Um, you know, bodybuilding is kind of like mixed between Under Armour and Nike, I would think. I mean, and, and then some of these little small niche brands. But I think The Rock has done a really good job of, of doing what he's done for Under Armour. Um, you know, Adidas has soccer, obviously. And, and Reebok kind of just didn't have much besides hockey. But then they had this thing called CrossFit, which was um, – it's been around forever. But it really gained popularity probably in the last, what, five years, five to seven years. CrossFit really kind of started becoming maybe five to ten years at more. But CrossFit gyms started popping up everywhere. And Reebok really sees a solid opportunity there to become sort of that brand within CrossFit. And if you look at cross the CrossFit games, I mean, it is blasted with Reebok. And you, they have CrossFit apparel lines specifically for that. It's interesting because CrossFit is essentially like a type of workout, I guess you could call it, like a, a culture of workout. Um, but the actual workout itself, like – CrossFit's the brand that encompasses what that workout is. That's all it really is. It's still weightlifting. It's still resistance and strength training. It's still endurance training and just different things. So it'll be interesting to see what Reebok does from this in terms of how they want to brand themselves moving forward in this space. Because are they going to say, hey, we're making these awesome leggings or these awesome apparel for CrossFit? That's where I'm. That's where I'm kind of questioning. Like, okay, you pulled out of your affiliation with CrossFit, but are you still making clothes geared towards the sport? of CrossFit, which is still his, his brand, his baby, his thing. And I don't know, like, I would love to have that conversation. There's a lot we can talk about here. Obviously, we're going we're gonna to spend a little more time on what he did. Um, but I, I, from a business side, like, if, I, if I'm Reebok, I might, I might try to revert the way I word the word CrossFit and start to refer to it as something else. I don't know. Like, I, I can't, in my right mind, if I'm going to pull out of being a title sponsor or a, a preferred partner, a premier partner for CrossFit and the CrossFit Games, because of what he said, and they want to disassociate themselves with CrossFit, essentially. Um, and, and I guess that's the thing. I don't know. Are they trying to disassociate themselves with CrossFit altogether or just him? Because he is CrossFit. It's his brand. Yeah, I mean, Reebok and CrossFit have been synonymous with each other for the longest time. Right. Um, you know, going on at this point, probably 10 years. Um, and what has been kind of, I've noticed, at least from a business side, is that they even morphed there, the Reebok logo into a more CrossFit, like there used to be a, a CrossFit um, Reebok logo, and then there was Reebok's like kind of retro logo. And they used to, um, up until I think last year or the year before, they used to start to morph those together. Reebok was just using like the CrossFit Reebok logo. They were kind of going to this like, I forget, it was like a uh, maybe a triangle of some sort. Um, but recently they've reverted back to the retro Reebok look and they've kind of meant in a different direction because I think they've been trying to distance themselves. So I don't think this is necessarily the first 
um, Ripple. I think there's been a lot of things that maybe people are looking at the CrossFit um, brand and they're saying like, I don't know if we are as associated or we're not as similar to them as we used to be. Maybe there's some things that we don't really agree with. Um, there's a, a whole other like business side of it where um, you're essentially like licensing the Reebok name to have on your or uh, uh, licensing the CrossFit name to have on your uh, right. gyms. That's kind of how they make a lot of their money. But that also gives them a lot of like rules and the way they have to uh, operate their business and a lot of different things that keeps those box owners um, kind of stuck where right. you have Nike, which has um, also started to move into like the CrossFitting world, but they're not allowed to call it CrossFit. They call it just like functional training. See, that's um, right. Yeah, so, okay. And I think that that's kind of where Reebok maybe has to go from the conversations, at least that I've seen from some of the athletes and things that I still um, follow. I've noticed a lot of them say that you know, they don't want to um, leave the community. They really love, you know, the community of CrossFit or like, you know, the people that are working out in this prescribed type of exercise protocol. That's what they love. They love that interaction. They love the fans. They love that whole thing. But it's one particular person and then maybe what that person, you know, personifies being the, the top of a, a thing that they might not like all that much. So a lot of them, I think I saw the last numbers, somewhere around like 1,300 affiliates um, are not going to, um, you know, sign their next year's like uh, licensing deal. Um, it's been Reebok, it's been Rogue Fitness, it's been mm -hmm. FitAid that we've talked about a bunch of times. There's a bunch of people that have just distanced themselves from the CrossFit brand, but still communicating with the community of like consumers that are still doing that. And that's kind of where this is all, it's like, where do, where do you go from like the the, the consumer base, because there's still a lot of people that believe in the exercise protocol, but they just maybe don't believe in what one person says. And, and that one person, unfortunately, is the top. And I think that that's kind of the bigger conversation here around um, when they are have you, it's CEOs, is it the president? Is it even influential athletes or um, celebrities or whatever it is? Like what they say sometimes um, it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes it makes them a lot of money what they say, but it right. also can take away a lot of their money uh, very quickly if they say the wrong thing. And the funny, and that's the thing too. Like, how much of this this money, this influx of money, does CrossFit depend on to survive as a brand? Because I mean, they obviously make income from, like you mentioned, the licensing fees or, or the the franchise fees, whatever you want to call it, to CrossFit gyms around the nation. Well, now if if those gyms decide, hey, they want to disassociate themselves too, one by one by one, and call themselves functional training facilities. That works for me. FTF, baby, let's go. I mean, I, I don't have an issue with that, especially if they feel strongly about it. And I want people to know, and there's more to this than just the, the tweet, the Floyd 19. Like uh, BuzzFeed actually obtained a call too, and I don't know. Actually, I, I heard about this yesterday. I just looked it up now too, but they were doing – they do Zoom calls. So Greg Glassman, former CEO of CrossFit, still owner of CrossFit, um, was asked why CrossFit didn't publicly post a statement about what was going on in Minneapolis with, with George Floyd. Now this is – the timing of this is because our last podcast we talked about, we literally talked about this entire subject, whether or not businesses should, yeah. should make a statement. Um, and uh, you know they decided not to make one. So one asked about it. This is what he said too. So can you tell me why I should mourn for him? Other than that, it's the white thing to do. Other than that, give me another reason. Okay. Um, you got to understand, like, what you say in those meetings is never private. I mean, it's that, going to get out. That's and, the thing that, like, 
like messes with me because I always think like I always assume that everything I'm saying is like being recorded. And yes, I'm nobody. If it you is. Your phone listens stature, to you literally, all the time. Literally, yeah. I mean, like anything. I don't care if it's an email to your staff that says confidential. If it's a uh, conference call, if it's a video call, or whatever. Just assume somebody on the other hand is either copying it or recording it or doing something like burying it away for 20 years and then using it against you like that's the that's where we're at right now so like for him to say any of that stuff it really just like further put the foot in the mouth it was like it was like wow <laughs> and it's you know there this this article too is he thinks that that's a conspiracy theory with COVID-19 obviously as a business owner I mean he has, he has had a lot of things yeah um that he's been saying lately that are not you know he you know it's kind of like that locker room talk stuff right well I mentioned the, the president earlier like just because it's locker room talk doesn't mean it's going to get out especially when you're doing you know somebody from Minneapolis who obviously is going to have an investment in what's going on to say that you got to know that's going to get back out and uh, those zoom calls are always recorded so you know he made a statement post saying like he he subsequently decided to retire i mean sure you know and then he actually came out after the fact and said floyd is a hero to the black community not just a victim i should have been sensitive to that and i wasn't i apologize for that well too late i mean that that's at that point it's too late but you know it it, it just shows like I don't, you know, I feel like there should be a feature on Twitter, on Facebook, text messaging for sure, like to give you 15 seconds to retract what you posted. Because, I mean, how many times, I mean, people hit send, they go sit down, they go to the refrigerator and they're like, shit, what, why did I just send that? But by the time they get there to delete it, somebody's screenshotted it, somebody's retweeted it, it's there. But I mean, before it actually posts, somebody out there who is in, in the tech world, Create an app. I'll download it. And I'm pretty thoughtful before I say stuff. But I'll just keep it just in case. That allows you to retract something within 15 seconds of hitting send. I, that, might, that might help. You know, I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, he, Greg is still the owner of CrossFit. So he's still associated with it. You know, when he says that I can't allow my behavior to um, you know, step in the way of what we're trying to accomplish, well, you technically still are because you're still attached to it. So you still have a vested interest to make as much money as possible, right? Like I, I, I imagine, like the difference between owner and CEO is what? Like what would you, what would you say the owner between, or the difference between an owner and a CEO is? It's just like the active management of it, and that's right. not necessarily even. I mean, depending on, I obviously I don't know anything about like the structure of CrossFit in terms of like, do they have a board, of directors? Do they have like those types of things? Because if he's not on the board and he's not the CEO. He really has nothing other than he's he's getting money funneled to him, but he really has no say in the operation, which in some way or another might be a little bit better. But even if he is, you know, no longer the CEO, but he's still gonna be hanging around the offices and still having lunch with the new CEO or some of the employees, like the influence level is still gonna be there regardless if you have a title or not. That's that's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I, I'm reading some more of these comments that he's made in the Zoom call, and it's just, um, it's it's insane. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't say those things. I mean, you don't even say those things to your best friend sometimes, you know, some of the stuff that I, he said. Yeah. So, um, all right, so let's talk about then the, the flip side of that, uh, athletes. So a lot of athletes have come out to CrossFit Athletes, and you kind of mentioned this, um, and sort of like distanced themselves from the word CrossFit as well. I mean, I think moving forward, I do like what you mentioned with Nike, you know, the functional training. I think that is what it should be referred to because that's really what it is. And it's, um, you know, CrossFit just happened. It's kind of like, you think about this, for those listening, like, 
Xerox was a printer, right? And then subsequently after Xerox, you know, created this great printer, people would for a long time would call it Xerox, but it's a printer. Printer is what it is. Xerox was the branding. That's what people refer to. That's kind of what we're talking about here. Like CrossFit's the branding that you refer to, but it's actually functional training. So there can be, this is a prime opportunity for another brand to kind of come up and be like, you know what? He fucked up. What, maybe I've been around for a while. Maybe there's a, there's a same type of workout that's, that's there that just hasn't been able to find the opportunity. This is your window right now. This is the time for you to come out and, uh, and seize that opportunity, especially with gyms reopening around the country. And I, honest to God, I don't know of another brand that incorporates – I mean I know there's like Lifetime Fitness has Elf Elite or not Elf Elite, um, their, their Alpha something program, yeah. which is very similar to, to what we would refer to as CrossFit. But I mean I, I – I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what the next big – and I apologize to people involved in CrossFit because you're going to hate this, but what the next big fad is going to be in terms of what's the next <laughs> brand that's going to take, take advantage of this um, because it's, it's a great source of exercise and workout, and people love it because it creates that sense of community and culture, and you can't – it's hard to duplicate that, but um, it's not it, – it, it wasn't CrossFit. It was a group of people in a warehouse gym that happened to functionally train. That's what made it special. It wasn't just the word CrossFit, so um, – yeah, I mean, what do you think about, you know, CrossFit Games, right? Like, it was the CrossFit Games in Madison, Wisconsin. It was a huge thing. Actually, I was going to go um, with my new brand to do some stuff at it as well. Like, how do you foresee the events tied to the specific brand name as we move forward? And maybe there's n- news. This CrossFit Games, it was Reebok's CrossFit Games, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. So uh, have they made a statement on what that's going to be? I mean, I know that they are, they've taken themselves off the title sponsorship. I mean, most of the high level um, athletes have already said they're backing out of it. They don't want to compete in it. Now, obviously, that's to even say that there would be one this year because of the coronavirus, anyways. I mean, right. we don't even know if there would actually even be a CrossFit Games, anyways. But I think there has been a few times when the height of CrossFit was going on, there were some different like organizations that tried to break off and do some different things, be it um, through some, I think some unique stuff on TV where they had like some freak um, athletes that would kind of break off that weren't really good at like all encompassing CrossFit, but maybe were good at like really one element. Maybe they're really good at gymnastics. or they're really good at um, the strength element of it with like deadlifting and, and things of that nature. They tried that. But I think to your point where you're talking about, there's that community, like all encompassing community where if you're a part of say CrossFit Madison, you're CrossFit Austin or whatever, there's still this, like, you feel like your brothers and sisters mm-hmm. are also, you know, CrossFit this. And I think that there hasn't been an organization that has been able to like put it all together. There's been a bunch of people that have broken off over the years. There's been, um, just t- tons of this like functional training stuff. But I think that there's that, I guess something needs to weave them all together. And I honestly think whatever the Greg Glassman thinks kind of gets taken and, and kind of gets moved and, and people are happy with the solution of that, whenever that comes, I think there is an opportunity to make it bigger and better because of, he was very much like, it has to be done this way. And, and I, I was the founder, I was the creator of it. You have to do this. And you know, with founders that kind of have that control, it ends up throttling a lot of things sometimes when you start to like put too much control elements in there. So I think with if somebody else had had control of it and maybe you had more input from the community and you had bigger sponsors, maybe Nike comes along and, and has a chance to reinvent it or whatever it is, like it could emerge much stronger, but I think they have to get over this initial hump and figure out how do we make this much more diverse? 
How do we make sure that it's inclusive? How do we make sure that we're, you know, we're actually speaking for the community and having leaders that actually like personify what the community, you know, thinks and wants to follow. I think all those things need to be obviously like taken care of, but I honestly think that the, like the sport of fitness, whatever you want to kind of consider it, is not going away. I think that if you watch the CrossFit games on an ESPN or something like that, they have created a very like fun spectacle spectacle to watch. Like I think it's fun to watch. Like it's it, it's, I mean, for working out. I mean, how do you make working out all that fun? You know what I mean? So it's like if you can, they've been able to get it to that level. Um, so I, I don't think that it's going to go away, but I think that it needs to obviously handle some of those kind of things, the speed bump right now before they kind of get, um, into it and then they can kind of go, go forward. But it's, um, it'll be interesting just because I think that right now, everybody's really trying to figure out like, where do they go? You know, there's a lot of these high end athletes. That's their whole brand is built around that. Everything is built around CrossFit. And it's like, all of a sudden now you're sitting there and you're thinking like, where, where am I going to get my prize money at? Where can I, you know, are my sponsors still going to be around? Is Reebok still going to be sponsoring a bunch of athletes? You know, like there's all those questions now for them. All of a sudden they're put in these predicaments where like, man, now what do I do? Like, how do I figure this out? That's the thing. Like if you make a stance or you make a statement in which you're ashamed to be associated with that, or you don't want to be associated with that. And then you say my future with the brand is unclear. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I feel like you either going to be all in or all out. You need to figure it out. I, I mean, yeah. the wishy-wash stuff, like, listen, if you don't like what the owner, he's still the owner of CrossFit, represents and stands for, then you need to be all out. You need to take your ball and go yeah. elsewhere. I mean, maybe I'm, people can say that, you, that it's not that easy. Sure, it's not that easy. It's hard to break an affiliation with somebody that you've had with you know, for a long time where you've won four titles or you've been a consistent part of their marketing strategy because they revolve it around you in terms of like you know, Reebok is essentially you – know, they were in discussions about uh, – maybe a lot of people don't know that. Reebok was actually in discussions with CrossFit about an agreement, like an extension agreement or a renewal agreement. Well, here you go. Now we're done. But a lot of these yeah. athletes, I think the fear as an athlete would be, well, if it's not CrossFit, then who? And then where do I go? And then, you know, so I get that part, but you got you to gotta take a stance. And if you are all about and all for, you know, what you believe in and you come out and you publicly say something on Instagram or social media, but then you're unsure whether or not you should be do that. Like you need to have that discussion with yourself before you post. And, and I think you need to be either all in or all out. Well, it's the, I mean, the famous Colin Kaepernick Nike uh, campaign, you know, with the, you know, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. It's, I mean, it's that. It's honestly like, are you willing to literally, if you're going to speak publicly, that, and that's as we've talked about this on prior episodes, like, I think if any, be it a brand, a person, whatever, if they're going to be passionately talking about something, they, they better be willing to take it to the depths of everything, or they just, come off as it being like this weird cookie cutter, like I have to say it, you know, this type of feeling. And I think to your point, like if you're going to make a stance, you need to figure out regardless if you know what your future is going to be like or not, you take the, you take the right way and you, and you just hope it works out the right way. You know what I mean? I think it's like that, that leap of faith where, you know, Colin Kaepernick, he made that leap of faith and he said, you know what, I I ultimately am going to be out of the NFL. I know that's probably going to happen, but I'm doing it for a certain reason, and now people are looking back and they're saying, maybe this guy was saying something that was actually we should have listened. You know, it was one of those things where I think that that's the kind of conviction I think a lot of times people don't have. Right. And you you need, especially today, if you're going to go on your soapbox and talk about it, you better have that conviction. You better have 
something, uh, you know, you, you should know what you're saying before you're going to say it. Just don't, you know, I think that's the case all the time where it's the idea that, um, you know, noise isn't always music. I always say like where people just for whatever reason just want to hear themselves talk and they think to themselves, well, just because I'm saying these things, it has to, um, you know, mean something out in the world. But it, a lot of times it doesn't. You're just talking right. like because you don't really actually even know why you're talking. You're just you're just doing it. Yeah, uh, it's I'm, I'm super interested to see kind of like what happens from this, because it's it's literally <laughs> it, it is like pop culture today is infused in our world. And, and I'll be honest, like I don't I don't do CrossFit. I don't follow CrossFit. I've never been to the CrossFit games, but I'm very impressed by CrossFit athletes. I think it's a, a pretty cool thing that they, and how quickly it blossomed into what it was. And it just shows you how quickly, how quick things can change like that. Like you can work hard for years and years and years to build up a network of gyms and athletes and sponsorships and basically become this new genre of working out. And one tweet, which was essentially basically one word, can can make people rethink their affiliation with you, can make sponsors pull out. Because that Reebok deal, guaranteed there was a lot of money there. I yeah. mean, the money thrown at these CrossFit games, the money that they were the official licensing dealer of CrossFit Apparel. Uh, and I, I can't see an Under Armour, a Nike, an Adidas hopping in and saying, like, we'll take that on right now. So they're going to go, maybe someday. I mean, I think time heals everything at some point. I mean... Um, you know, but he, it, it, especially if he's gone somehow, gone off the entire uh, brand, you know, there may be Nike may say, you know what, I think enough time has passed. I mean, Nike, Nike takes risks. They've always taken risks. Now this one's a little bit different, um, because there, the, what he did was, I think, um, internationally agreed upon, nationally agreed upon. I mean, just like everybody agrees that what he said was stupid and yeah. it was dumb, unless, uh, unless you're one of them people that I don't even want to talk about on this thing. Most of the world agrees that what he did was stupid. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, outside the world of fitness, you haven't really, I mean, you've seen, but I mean, look at like Drew Brees, for instance, right? Like Drew Brees, professional football player, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, same thing, said something completely stupid, guaranteed when football starts this year, there are going to be plenty of defenders that are going to try to rip his head off. Because even if you apologize afterwards, and he did, it's still not good enough because you shouldn't even say the first thing in the first place. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people, that's the thing. Like the word sorry can go a long way. But when you have, when you have time to like, I don't know, it's not like he had a, a, a camera just shoved in his face like real quick and he just said something. Like I think he had some time to think about and construct a, a, a conversational piece. And he said what he said. So that's what he meant and that's how he felt. Like just saying sorry doesn't take that away. So – um, but it can really ruin your reputation. In this case, it can ruin a business. That's why I think going back to our last podcast, you have to be very careful when you approach these things and say these things because even a very well-constructed statement or, or what you think is a well-constructed statement can be perceived and can be taken completely maybe out of context. But you have to understand like not everybody thinks the way that you think and you have to be illogical. Like It's just – it's insane to me and then you know, obviously – post this and I've been sending Josh screenshots of things like every day or like here when, when companies finally come out and make a statement on things it's like okay it's six days later it's seven days later now they're just doing it to save face there, I, I, I can't you know there weren't a lot of companies who came out right away and said something that I felt that were super authentic about it there were a couple um, which I mean you know in our space Ghost did and maybe one of the only brands to actually come out and say something at least in the 
the depth that they did, not to mention, I think they donated like $50,000, something like that, or a lot of money. I can't remember the dollar amount, but like to organizations um, in and out of the Chicago area in which they're at, which supports, you know, their vision and their, you know, what they're about. So kudos to them for taking a stance. And I know Dan and Ryan, and the team there are super proud that they were doing it. I think, you know, it, it's, I, I'm not shocked I didn't see more do it though. I, you know, I think it's one of those things where a lot, at least in this particular case, I think it was one of those areas that a lot of people didn't feel very comfortable just talking. And that is a bigger conversation than just business. That's, you know, white America. That's a bunch of things where a lot of people that are necessarily um, not doing anything consciously wrong um, are sitting on the sidelines because we don't we don't know how to start the conversation sometimes. Right. And I think that that uncomfortableness keeps a silence with a lot of people. And I think this has really brought up a lot of, I think, for people to realize like, yeah, I might not be, you know, a active part of the problem, but I'm also not being an active helper in this to, to solve this. And right. I, I think that I, at least for me, I I've taken that to heart and saying like, I've always thought, to, thought of myself as, you know, an, an ally to, um, the black community or African American community. Um, but have I really done enough to, to do the things that I need to do with my voice, like my influence, things of that nature. I mean, I haven't necessarily, um, to my recollection, done anything that has been adverse, but to the other side, it's like, I can't really like put all these things on a resume and say like, Oh, I did this. I did this. I did this. I did this because, um, I, you know, I, I just, I think a lot of times people weren't really knowing how, uh, to be an active participant in the right way. Um, so I think that that, is a case why you're not you didn't see a lot of people especially in our space yeah. because i don't know if a lot of them have like a, a specific brand voice that people are looking at them and saying we want to hear what you're gonna do we we, we are um listening to you and we want to know how you're doing uh, with this particular situation i think a lot of people just think of sports nutrition brands more transactionally than they do as something that has this bigger experience bigger connection and to the case of ghosts it's like people do have that connection. So they are actively asking them, Hey, what is your stance here? What are you doing? We want to know because we want to make sure that we are supporting the right people. Or if you're saying things that we don't support, we'd like to spend our money elsewhere. But a lot of brands I don't think are at that connection with consumers. I think a lot of times they're just that pre-workout they like, or that whatever. They're not necessarily this bigger brand, um, kind of experience that people are like, Oh, I really like the way they uh, think about this social issue. I, I like the way they are with uh, environmental or sustainable packaging. I, yeah. like, there's not those things in our space that, um, unfortunately, that people have really galvanized or like put their uh, brand um, and, and composed it in a way that people will get really like connected to it. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. It's been crazy. Like, I mean, 2020 is going to be like the most insane, crazy year of majority of people's lives. I, I guarantee that between COVID, between this. I mean, we're not even, dude, we, we, we're literally just over the halfway. We're not even halfway through. We're not even halfway through. I mean, like, yeah, we're not like, we're not even through the six month yet. We still have six and a half months. I mean, who knows uh, what's going to happen. But I think the moral, my takeaway is like, get the fuck off Twitter. Just stay off Twitter. Stay off Twitter. Like if you have an explosive personality, knock it off you're going to get yourself. That's why Josh is perfect for Twitter. He's calm, cool, collected. He's really good at retweeting. You know, he, that's really all you need to do. You don't even have to post. Like, just, just <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. Sometimes. Uh, what's I, your, it's funny. It's funny you said that because literally the other day I was thinking if I wanted to, I could, I could be one of those like antagonistic people because I know how to like 
pick apart people's like arguments with logic. And I was like, I'd be that person that people would hate. But I always just have thought of Twitter as like this like weird vile place where like the, all the trolls go and I just don't want to like be involved in it. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy that like gets in the wrong conversation with the wrong person. And all of a sudden I'm like plastered all over uh, Reddit or something. And they're like going after me, going after like everything I know. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I don't know, man. Social media is just, I can't wait till I'm done with business and I can just get off, get off everything and just be done. Life is going to be so much easier, less anxiety, and less bullshit. If you like what you hear on the podcast, hit that subscribe button. Write us a review. It helps out the algorithm for iTunes, Spotify, if you're watching via YouTube. You can follow us on social media, cha- on social media channels. Uh, we are two guys, one Shaker Cup on Facebook, also on Instagram, over at LinkedIn as well, which is uh, new. Uh, you can follow Jay Shaw Consulting on uh, on all the platforms as well and see Josh. Check out Josh's YouTube channel if you like more in-depth, at least the business side of things. You do a great job with that as well as the written articles that you do. And and then there's just me. You know, I'm just a face that goes on IG and, and pretends he knows something. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's worked for me. So I'm going to keep doing that. But appreciate you guys and girls too. And then until next week, take care. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and more. Follow us along on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Two Guys, One Cup, Instagram, and Twitter.